0: Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. Well, we have all become accustomed to the system of Amber Alerts, which is used to alert the public to help find children who are missing often after being taken from their families. But some in the Zoomer community are advocating for a silver alert, an avenue to let the public know when a senior has gone missing. It's a situation that often happens to people suffering from dementia. Wandering is a well-known, well-documented problem, and it's a particular problem that can have really tragic consequences, especially in the winter when there's weather like we have today and there's a very high risk of exposure. So do you think this is a good idea? We want to hear from you. Let us know. 416-360-0740. Toll free one 866 740 The professionals involved with this actually have a split opinion. Wanda Morris, VP of Advocacy for CARP, is here. She certainly thinks it's a good idea. Welcome, Wanda. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Libby, thanks so much for having me. So uh, what are the pros and cons of doing this?
2: So we started to put together a package to promote the idea of a silver alert um, as a CARP initiative. And as we reached out to others, we were really interested to hear so much pushback. So uh, some of the police forces, some of the social workers, and indeed uh, the Alzheimer's Society all kind of said, you know, we don't think this is the way to go. And their rationale, they said that uh, alerts tend to work very well for children because they uh, are often easily identifiable. There's often a particular uh, a bright piece of clothing that's easy to describe, often a recent picture, and and many times even a vehicle and a license plate. Uh, they also said when you talk about amber alerts for children, generally there's a fairly um, significant geographic area, so it really makes sense to utilize the capacity of an amber alert. They said you know in contrast, when we're talking about seniors, uh, they tend to wander usually within just a kilometer or two of uh, of their residence, and. Also, it can be a lot harder to describe them, to identify them, and the kind of benefit of a wide broadcast uh, isn't uh, necessarily there. Uh, so, interesting pushback. But, Libya, I'd really be curious to what uh, your listeners say whether they think there's some value here.
1: Uh huh. There are other jurisdictions that have. Amber Alerts, uh, Silver Alerts, excuse me.
2: Yeah, yeah there are. In fact, it's, uh, they're uh, mandated in 40 states in the U.S. And, and what we know is that, you know, for example, 10 to 15 of, percent uh, of alerts uh, are responsible for recovering seniors who wander, seniors with dementia who wander. And, and that's significant because if somebody is out for, for more than 24 hours, their risk of death is very high.
1: Well, you know, 10 to 15 percent, you know, we're talking about people's lives here. So, you know, even if you save one, is this uh, something that's
2: very expensive to implement? Well, there certainly is a cost on broadcasters to do it. You know, if, if you get uh, government backing for an alert, uh, broadcasters need to break into programming. And, of course, that means they aren't selling that time uh, and they have to prepare the information for the alert. So that's, you know, uh, something to consider. Um, certainly the dementia uh, society, the Alzheimer's Society, they say we'd be much better off to take those resources and instead educate people. Uh, and I think education's critical. You know, if somebody, if you see somebody outside in a day like today and they're wearing slippers, you know, or just otherwise really inappropriate clothing for the weather, don't just walk by. Get involved. Uh, escort the person to safety. But I'm not sure that doing that is mutually exclusive from also having a Silver Alert program.
1: Hmm. So uh, it, it's just uh, interesting to me because I've I've also seen sometimes these are advertised in a one off way. I mean, you can turn on the TV and and see and notice it's like a about a missing person, and it, it's clearly uh, an older person who has dementia,
2: and uh, I believe those work pretty well. It, you know they can be very effective, as we see in the U.S. Ten to fifteen percent uh, of alerts result in somebody being found, uh, and when you think of the prevalence of wandering, I mean, uh, up to half of people with dementia will wander at some point during the course of their disease. So there's a you know a growing number of individuals that will be impacted. Mm-hmm. Wanda
1: wants to hear from you about what you think about this idea. The numbers to call four one six three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight 740 We're talking about silver alerts, and that would be similar to an amber alert for a missing child, but it would be for seniors who have dementia and who have wandered off. Wanda, you mentioned one objection by authorities, and that is that uh, people who wander usually do so in a very small area. So would it make sense, or is it practical, to try and do this kind of with with the more localized media only or is is that too
2: complicated. You know, Olivia, you raise a really good point, and I've actually been wondering if there's a way we could do that at CARP, for example. You know, we have such a broad membership list, and perhaps if we targeted uh, emails and social media to people in those particular areas, perhaps we could uh, do it that way. And certainly, even in the absence of government mandating a Silver Alert program, we could use our resources to help uh, ensure that anybody who is wandering gets a uh, safe safely recovered as soon as possible. Mhm.
1: Uh I know that there are strategies uh, to prevent wandering but but it's difficult if you don't see the person trying to leave. And you know there's a question, you know, we, you know locking them up. I mean basically
2: it's all uh, none of the options seem to be very good you know really heartbreaking and of course here we get into to some of the the issues around dementia and and what happens when somebody uh is severely afflicted with a disease uh you know we've heard stories of people uh, for example going to 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 their work you know maybe a place where they they worked 20 or 30 years ago and and feeling this overpowering urge that they need to be there and they need to show up and and that's uh they uh take that drive and they use it to, to get out of uh, whatever secure residence or facility where they are. Uh, I mean, it's really a, a heartbreaking situation because the individual is simply uh, living in a different reality.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you spoke about the 40 states where this is mandated. Do, do you have a sense about whether it was controversial in those places
2: as well before it came into effect? Um, I don't have too much of a backstory on it. I know, for example, that uh, Florida at uh, Wisconsin Colorado those are a few of the states that have it uh, I, I think there necessarily is a bit of a pushback from from broadcasters who are concerned about uh, about those resources but you know um, you know here at zoomer is this something that for example that we would would welcome with our resources uh, uh,
1: I think that uh, decision would be at a higher pay grade than me but I I I have uh, heard it mentioned with people who could make the decision. And of course, if we could help, uh, we'd be very happy to help. The I think the, the practical issue part of it is that who is going to track who's missing, who's going to tell us. It's not the broadcasting of it. It's yeah. how do you make sure that you have the information? So is it? You know, the police, are they going to call me? Uh, You know, that's the piece that sounds difficult for me because we certainly here wouldn't have the resources. To track it, so uh, it's it sounds like there would be a lot of things to work
2: out. You know, that's a a really good point. One of the things that's a bit concerning about the pushback is this idea that well, there could be too many of them, and so maybe people would get desensitized uh, and they would miss the amber alert me that's got a little bit of a flavor of ageism in it i mean shouldn't we be concerned about each and every individual that wanders particularly when we know there's a risk of, of serious injury or death uh and and isn't it just as much of a concern uh when someone wanders or is at risk whatever their age okay uh,
1: let's go to helen in toronto hi helen
3: Uh, every time we talk about wandering I think of the lady several years ago who finally found her way home and was found the next day frozen in the snow I uh, have been on projects where or volunteered for projects one of them in particular was with U of T where they were looking at new things to um, to help those who have dementia the item they were testing was not something I was particularly fond of and I called the professor the next day and said look I know what would help my mother, the equivalent of a GPS that you right. wear as a watch that is waterproof, long-life battery. You have to do nothing in order for them in order for them to speak to you, and you can follow them either on your phone or on your computer. Um, nothing, nothing ever came of it, and I think that, to me, uh, being the daughter of uh, a lady with dementia, would have been the best rather than having to drive up and down the streets and try and figure out where she went.
2: Wanda? You know, that's a really good idea. And, and actually, you give me the opportunity to plug one of our, our terrific CARP partners, an organization called CareTrack, because they do offer uh, wearable devices that allow you to keep track of the whereabouts of the individual. Um, and for, for that's just one of our partners, for the many benefits that we offer, you can check us out at uh, carp.ca. But that may be uh, a more realistic strategy where we know people are to make sure that they have the appropriate uh, equipment that they are wearing.
1: Would you be willing? I mean, this is obviously something that's offered privately. Obviously, it's, it's going to cost money. Helen, is that something that you would have been willing to uh, put in your budget?
3: I would have, uh, I mean, providing it was, you know, something that was not uh, thousands and thousands. Uh, however, my mother, uh, because of the wandering and because of a very scary incident, was a crisis placement two years ago into a long-term care home.
1: Right. So, um
3: you know, it's, we're past the point now, but I do, um, because of all the things that I've been involved in, often when somebody is new with the dementia, uh, the caregiver too or whatever, uh, I often volunteer to say, okay, call me and, you know, let's talk about what you need and I'll tell you where to go.
1: Well, it's, it's also, it's a, it's a progressive disease, so, you know, people at the beginning of their diagnosis... Are different and have different abilities than uh, they do when it progresses and it's also you know you don't you're not necessarily aware right you don't away know what's
3: happening the first, right uh, sometimes it's up to the first year and if I've got my closest friend has dementia now and she was uh, sorry to hear that she was uh, kind of the brick of the family um, and she was so brilliant she was able to cover it for years and yeah. then until she said something to two different people and they came together and put it together, and they said, oh, no, this is not an accident.
1: Wow. Yeah, so I, I think that uh, GPS, I know that there are a lot of different uh, things like that that are being tested for various things. There's There are some things that you'll be able to put in your shoe to correct your gait as uh-huh. you age to prevent falls, and I think that a lot of these things are going to become more common over the next few years is just right now. You know, I think, Wanda, most people don't know that you can get the GPS tracking. You know, I
3: didn't. I, I didn't. I, I would have been the first in line.
2: Yeah. Well, and with your CART membership, you actually get a discount on it. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> well, let's hope that nobody else needs it really uh,
3: all that soon. Helen, but thank it's good you. good s- to know that there are things around. I didn't know.
1: Okay. Well, great. Thank you very much for your call, Helen. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, Wanda, we only have a few seconds left. What would you like to leave us with on this issue?
2: Uh, you know, if people have, have other thoughts that we've had a bit of a chance to explore, I would love to hear them. Uh, drop us a line at advocacyatcarp.ca or uh, comment on our Facebook page. Let us know what you think. Okay. Wanda Morris, VP of Advocacy and
1: COO of CARP, thank you so much for joining us. Right, thanks for having me.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.